welcome to the Pure Grace podcast, Becoming Love. I am your host, Nevi G. In season three, you'll hear me having conversations on different spiritual and holistic topics because I stand for self-care as healthcare. I stand for divine feminine empowerment and releasing the outdated patriarchal paradigm. I am passionate about a spiritual evolution for humanity through awakened sex to remember we are divine love. Who am I? I am a free spirit creatrix. My offerings are divinely inspired transformational programs. If you want to find out more about what I'm doing to help you step into your purpose and deeply love yourself, you can go to my website, meetgrace.com. If you're a mom of a young woman and ready to grow with her in feminine wisdom and manifestation powers, you can have a heart-to-heart conversation with me at gratefulheartenergy.com forward slash apply. That will get you on my calendar. I'd like to take this moment to thank you. I'm honored by you being here now and listening and investing time in this show. Today's guest is Lavina. We share about community, relationships, feminine rising, and more. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So hi, it's Eve here, and I have with me my friend, Love, and she is a divine feminine master, energy master, and business owner, and just all-out radiant love energy. I remember when we first met, I think it was when we first met, was an event at Sotvik that you were doing um, the food for. I believe that that was when we first met, and I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is fire. Um, but what else would you like to say to introduce yourself? <laughs> so I'm Love. Um, as Neve has introduced me, I am consider myself a spiritual enterprise and also a serial entrepreneur. I love the idea of just, you know, being a altruistic leader in community, building micro communities, uh, traveling, of course, is a huge part of that and really redefining what culture means, um, especially in our society, where there's such a, um, a mixture of different cultures and backgrounds, kind of redefining what cultures mean, culture means and building new traditions and uh, community around that. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm all about community too. So this, this is going to be a fun conversation. So I was wondering for the, um, before we had this conversation about your background and some of your journey. So I don't know what part you would like to share, but I know for a lot of the listeners kind of grew up in a religious uh, background and had to break free from that. that. And so, yeah. yeah. Same. So I grew up Jehovah's witness and as a Jehovah's witness, there's just so many kind of stipulations put on our lifestyle, really, um, how we connect with the world, how we connect with other people, the, you know, even down to who we're able to marry, things like that. So um, I, it never fully resonated with me being Jehovah's Witness, um, mostly because it was an intangible experience that I left in someone else's hands. It was, um, you know, whether it's the, you know, the eldership where, who, you know, who, preaches to you every Sunday or, you know, the, the process at which you, you know, you acquire the knowledge, all of the man-made material, all of the, you know, the lack of rituals. Um, but more so it was like college, you know, even though I love college, I love school. Um, religion was like, was like college. Um, 
and you picked your course and the professor led you and they taught you in that way. And so um, I can agree with some of the things and disagree with a lot of the other things, but essentially religion for me just was, was not the path that I wanted to go down um, in, in, in building my own future for myself and my family. So I broke away from religion, officially broke away about three years ago and said, I'm no longer Christian. I'm no longer subscribing to these labels, to these, um, you know, to the lifestyle of Christianity, to the, the books, the, you know, all of, all of the whole religion, just in general, I just decided to um, disconnect from all of that um, stuff. And, and mostly because I started to really pay attention to the ancient knowledge that all, that still exists and the ancient um, r- rituals that still exist, even down to the ancient tribes that are still in existence today. And just wanting to learn about all of those different um, facets of our world. Was there a specific pivot point that you remember that you're willing to share? So in business and in my spiritual practice, so my spiritual practice became so deep and so it resonated so well that I realized it wasn't necessarily connected to a religion. Um, I mean, if, if I'm being frank about it, I guess I was creating my own religion based on my instinct and um, where, you know, where spirit was leading me, what practices, what, you know, different eating habits, different um, praying habits, things like that, where it was leading me was definitely um, with my pivot point. I felt more connected than I ever had. Yeah, there was a, there was a book that I read where the author said, and it was a Christian book, and he said, the your religion, your religion is really between you and the divine. And that resonated with me so much because I'm like, yeah, because I create my practices to keep me close to what I, to my spirit. Like I was like, that's exactly what I hear you saying. Like, okay, I, I am becoming my, I am creating and becoming more of my own religion and my own love. Like I'm becoming the love, um, seeking it outside. So that's really beautiful. And you, when did you start your business? Was that about five years ago or? Okay. So 2016, I quit my job. Of course, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've always, you know, wanted to do other things and, you know, start my own businesses. And I would dream of these things, being an entertainer, um, doing movies, you know, all that other stuff. It was all intriguing to me. And when I was a teenager, I actually had the dream of wanting to open like a neo soul kind of speakeasy joint with music and art and poetry and drink food and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always, you know, I'm I'm literally living my dream right now. But um, 2016, I officially was like, ah, I was I was in college at the time, and I was like, ah, I think I want to go ahead and try to, you know, do tackle this entrepreneur journey. I um. I was writing a, kill, a children's book at the time, and it was kind of based on what I would have wanted to learn as a kid um, in different ways. And so I broke away and then started, a friend and I decided to do a 
um, food pop up because we both had become vegan. And, you know, we just wanted to kind of see where it'd take us. So we did a, a brunch pop up and it was wildly successful because at the time this area had no vegan options, um, not really any vegan options at all. So we did that and then decided to create a business out of it. And then from there, once we split in 2017, I um, went ahead and decided to just kind of go back to what I originally wanted to do was have a, you know, my own little kind of speakeasy joint. Um, and I did that. So 2018, I opened inside of an incubator space in an art gallery. And from there, uh, the vision was just realized, you know, I, we started to just incorporate a lot of love into what we were doing. People, you know, have very vivid memories of the connections, the heart side hugs, the music, uh, you know, the long conversations and talks about, you know, different stuff, um, you know, deep, deep stuff. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's how business started for me. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's definitely what our society needs to, to really heal and evolve. So thank you. Thank you for your work because it's really beautiful and I remember through those years like I guess it was like really 2018 2019 but like seeing all these pictures of your place and everybody smiling and eating and laughing and I was like oh my gosh I gotta get over there um it was there was a draw there was like a very loving draw and I remember that it's just um so I'm so thrilled and I got to go um last time I visited I got to go culture um and and at least be there and see it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing that what this has evolved into. Cause I remembered just like the, you know, you being at Sotvik and I'm like, yeah, this girl is on fire. I love this. So yeah. And is there, I also wanted to just chat with you a little bit about relationships and breaking out of the, I don't know, traditional, traditional relationships, because those, that hasn't really worked for me. Um, you know, I consider myself but I guess, um, what are the terms? Uh, poly and um, just very open. Like, I feel like love should be shared and it doesn't need to be like contained. But I was wondering kind of where you're at with that um, evolution, because I feel like it happens naturally as we evolve spiritually. It's just being like a little bit more open and fluid in relationship. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I, I, I have not necessarily been able to, I haven't been able to break out of those kind of traditional relationships, mostly because the man, <laughs> it's the man who is like, you know, I can't really see, you know, wanting my woman to share her love, you know, or just kind of be that kind of that level of open. And so that's really been my biggest challenge is being able to be in a relationship and still maintain my freedom and at some capacity. So I have been able to maintain my free spiritedness, but as far as like, you know, any kind of open relationship or anything like that, um, the men that I've dated the last two relationships are like, nah. <laughs> um, and so, so, you know, there's something to learn from these relationships that don't necessarily um, kind of feed that side of me that wants to be sexually free per se, 
But, you know, at the same time, I have not reached that level of fully understanding exactly what that looks like. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I have either. It's really, an, it's, I, what I feel is that love is meant to be shared and expanded. What that looks like for me right now, like, I'm not really sure either, but I, I'm in a partnership, you know, I have a, a main partner and I'm open to how that could evolve. But I definitely think of myself as someone that loves deeply multiple people. Um, whether I actually do anything physically about that, eh, I don't know. Um, but it, it feels like to me, it, it, um, like jealousy has weird energy. Yeah. Like it I agree. feels low vibrational. And that's why I was kind of wondering if you feel that. Because it, yeah. Definitely. And I think that, you know, yeah, when it comes to these relationships, Mostly it's, you know, the factors of family and friendships and things like that, that we both have to consider. Um, and so for like, for example, in my relationship, he's super tight knit with his family. And so having an open relationship, even if it's just between us, having an open relationship, you know, we run the risk of his family either finding out or, you know, seeing one or the other with someone else or, you know, um, considering the you know feelings you know feeling like one one partner or one lover will take precedence over the other um so it's just a lot of different factors um and again that traditional that traditional relationship can just um feel more <laughs> feel more secure for one person or the other just depending on their level of security you know and their sexuality yeah, totally. And it is, it's very complicated and it can negatively affect those around you, even, you know, even though that's not the intention because they might not be in the same space. So I totally get that. Right. Um, so exactly. do you have any, um, like, what's your future vision right now for what you're creating with, with your business and energy and yeah, just, yeah. What's your, yeah. What, 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 what is the burning passion that's driving you right now? Dear Radiant Mama, I know you love your daughter more than anything and long for a deep, open, and loving relationship with her. How amazing would it be to have her acknowledge you, come to you with her challenges, and listen to your experience and wisdom with an open heart and mind. I understand you want her to thrive as an empowered young woman who knows and owns her voice and speaks her truth. You desire the best for her so she will confidently cultivate and enjoy healthy, mutually beneficial, evolving relationships with her peers. You also want her to genuinely love her body and herself so she can navigate life confidently without anxiety. Times have changed and the struggles you're facing with her now are not the same as the ones your mom faced. I get it. You're navigating tricky waters with social media and gender identity. I invite you to allow me to guide you and your daughter in love, spirit, and connection so you can avoid creating the mother-daughter wound that is so common for women today. If you're ready to nurture your relationship with your daughter with ease and grace, get on my calendar so we can talk about it. It's gratefulheartenergy.com forward slash apply. Now back to the episode. So I consider myself to be an enterprise, um, not just a not just a business enterprise, but a spiritual enterprise. And so in all things, I want to consider community first and how I'm showing up to community, the, the 
the thing that I'm building and growing into in business, even I just want to consider how it benefits my community and how I can stay connected to people. Um, and so a lot of that has, you know, so the future of, of all of that is, you know, acquiring real estate and things like that. Um, uh, expanding my current cafe and that business so that I can reach more people. And so, you know, when I have the, I guess, the physical financial backing, I can definitely use it to reinvest in my community. Um, and so it's kind of, that's, that's kind of, you know, the gist of it is just, you know, continuing to grow and build in all areas of business um, and staying grounded, staying humble and staying focused on the task at hand. Um, yeah, that is so, that is so beautiful. I love that. Um, the holistic, like it's very holistic. You're like, consider community, considering myself how it's all interconnected. Like it's very beautiful. So thank you. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what, how it grows. So, you know, <laughs> well, maybe we'll go to Arizona one day. We'll be able to expand that way. Yeah. Well, I'll be back on the East coast. I'm pretty sure in a few years. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to hang out. Okay. So I have you like it down there. Uh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. I love it. I saw a bobcat the other day. What? Yeah. That's a desert animal, girl. Yeah, it was so cool. And it was right after I had made a big decision with my partner. We were sitting and talking, and then we looked out the window and we saw the bobcat like walk right by. I was like, oh my gosh, affirmation, animal medicine. Whoa. Wow. So, what, what was the meaning? Well, so I, I have been running a, um, like a divine feminine, like, basically like a goddess course for women that takes like Ayurveda and a spiritual journey and like helps them really heal and evolve and revive, like connect to their spirit and then birth whatever they want to for their service or their Dharma in the world. And I have been called by the divine. The universe was like, you need to mentor young people. And uh, I was kind of like, uh, me, so I've been kind of in this space of like, are you sure? Because a pivot, when you pivot in business, it co there's costs involved in that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, you have to rebuild things. And so we had decided, yes, like full on. Do it. Forward with, yeah, mentoring young people, um, being that crazy aunt for young girls or helping with the, you know. Yeah. So that was what it was. It was like this affirmation of like, yes, you need to do that. So it was pretty cool. And yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's exciting for me for sure. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, oh yeah, it's because I feel like if I had had a mentor when I was younger, then I maybe wouldn't have gone through as much or had as much insecurity or not known, you know, known a little bit more about spirituality and what i'm finding with my girlfriends who have daughters is that their daughters don't really want to listen to them so i ran the course once and um from that what i found is that the moms and daughters got closer and the girls were more willing to like they saw their mom as like this divine feminine resource in their life and so that is invaluable and so i'm like okay i got to keep doing this yeah. And you know what, that just to piggyback off of that, just 
and just kind of reviewing my own journey up to the point of where I'm at now because I started as a, you know, as kind of like um, a statistic, you know. I had my first baby young, really young. And then I, you know, I, you know, I went through my teenage years as a troubled youth, um, running away from home, smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, hanging with the wrong crowd of people. You know, I went through that, you know, that period of my life, but always had that kind of thing in the back of my mind. Like, but I want to be successful. I want to rise from this. I want to triumph. So I always maintain good grades, you know, through all of that troubled stuff, you know? So, um, but the things that ended up happening to me prior to any of that, you know, all the tra- the childhood traumas reminds me or, or it, it, it kind of, I kind of lived with this idea that I have to create who I am supposed to be before all that shit happened to me, you know? And, you know, there was times where like, I would ask my mom, mom, can I, you know, join the big sister, big brother program so I can have a big sister because all my big sisters were shitty to me, you know? Um, and so it was like, I was kind of yearning for that connection with, with feminine energy because in my family, there was not really any positive female relationship between anybody. You know, my mom didn't have a good relationship with any of her daughters. Um, and she also didn't have just a good relationship with friends. She didn't have any friends. And so, you know, me wanting that so badly, I made it my duty to connect with women and not be so intimidated by women. Cause that's, that was, I was very intimidated by women. I was always bullied by women. You know, I was always having to, um, like study myself around other women to see how I can, how I can fit in better with women. And so as I, as I overcame those obstacles, I am now so comfortable with women. I feel the most empowered when I'm with women. And then I realized also in, in religion that also, that was a connection too, because religion is run by men. Um, However, when, you know, when women connect, and when women, you know, become become unified, we are a force. And men who don't want to join as an alliance to that force, they realize that if we're not willing to back down, then they're going to become the lesser, the lesser of the two, you know. And I don't mean that in a in a derogatory way, but I mean it, you know, based on facts. Well, women are communal. And what you're speaking to, like, is so much about, like, the patriarchy. I feel like the the whole patriarchal thing, which is very linked to religion, is about women not having power. Let's call them whores. Let's say, like, let's put them in this box. No, they can't. They don't get rights. They don't get whatever. And and that was to divide us, I think, and put us in more mm-hmm. in competition with each other. And as we come together and collaborate and heal... It's it is the divine feminine rising on the planet, like it is breaking the patriarchy. So I think you put it so beautifully. Yeah, I agree. And again, you know, when we're empowering each other, that's unmatched, and that's where this like freedom needs to be free, needs to spread love and love deeply, and be in a relationship where we can truly 
without our divine feminine and be accepted for that, you know? Um, and so I think that that's why men are feeling disempowered now because they don't, they don't feel connected to what our true nature is and they disagree with it. And so because of that, they're resisting and, and the universe is like, no, nope, you're going to resist, but I've already made my mind up. This Amen. is what it is. Yeah, this is the way that we need to heal. This is what the healing, this is how we are going to heal, is allowing women to show you what it means to be unified. You know, no more, no more living by, the, by beauty standards. No more living by, you know, um, by money, right? You know, so um, what it's about is us unifying and, you know, once we do that, then men don't have no choice but to join join forces with us because, you know, again, it's we we as women are learning our way and teaching others and teaching the you know men how we want to be treated and it benefits all sides. It does. Now men are connected to their divine feminine. Because duality, right? Um, in, in, in duality, there's, there's balance. Totally. Uh, you know, it reminds me of a story. Um, this is like really briefly. I was teaching my son how he can't go up and just hug girls or like touch them. Like he needs to ask permission to give a girl a hug or even a boy, like anyone. I was like, you have to ask permission. And so that evening, my partner, Brandon came up to me and he was like, can I kiss you? And I was like, wow, that is so sexy. <laughs> it was, and it was permit, you know, it's like, that's kind of, you know, we're, pa- we're moving. I hope, I think we're moving past this. Like, Oh, like, let's just see how far I can stick my tongue down this girl's throat before she says no. Like, no, it's so gross. Like that's, that's blah. That's not how we want to treat it. We want to be asked. It's sexy. It is, you know, because you honor me and I honor you, you know, for honoring me. Yeah. And that gets back to like, yeah, what I'm really passionate about is sacred sexuality and sacred sex where it's a meditation. And that whole, that whole process is you're the divine, I'm the divine, and we're honoring and worshiping each other in our sexual experience. And it's so beautiful and healing. Oh, man. so. Yeah, it is. Sex is no longer just a tool to get you by. Like, oh, I just need a release. No, you need a release, but what do I need? Yeah, uh, it, so. it's so true. Instead of moving out of this, like using each other to honoring and really worshiping each other as divine beings, like so beautiful. That's like that's like my main mission on the planet. This is why I came back at this time. Sacred sexuality. So. I know that we're getting kind of in, you know, it's getting late. So I wanted to ask you a couple of my ending questions for the interview um, or our conversation. And one is, what is your favorite song right now to listen to, to like level up and jam? Okay. Um, I listen to a lot of her right now. Some of her, are you familiar with her? Her? No, I'm not. It's H-E-R. That's how she, that's how she spells her name. Um, her music is so sensual. Some of it can be a little sappy, but her dialogue is 
so connected to how women feel when, you know, when we're with men. And also just the direction that she's going in, in transparency and music is just beautiful. Um, yeah, I just, I love the emotion that she puts into her music. So her is, is a really dope artist. Um, of course, I'm classic art, you know, R&B. I love Erykah Badu. Um, anything that has a, has a conscious message attached to it is all me. Um, even down to, you know, rap music that, um, you know, Jay-Z's like my forever favorite rapper. Um, he just gives nuggets. Like he, if you listen to his lyrics, he gives some really dope ass nuggets of, of just, you know, business sense and, um, all of that. Like he's just dope. I love, I love Jay-Z. Um, so yeah, anything that, that has consciousness attached to it, I'm all about it. Same. Yeah. Her is my it really does affect your mind, right? The subliminal messaging is real. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the conscious lyrics for sure. Cause that, that is just money. Um, okay. So what is your, um, favorite movement practice right now? Movement practice. So I do sun salutes every morning. Um, and that's what you mean, right? Like what's my, yeah, whatever movement. Yeah getting in the body and yeah. I do I I love ex, I love ecstatic dance so sometimes I'll just kind of you know turn some 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 straight up lo-fi beats on and just kind of move to it um move to the beats free flow yeah. and um tapping I've been tapping Beautiful. Yeah. There's a conscious dance in the park every Sunday that I go to. That's like my medicine. And there's a DJ in the park. So you just imagine palm trees, sunshine, and a bunch of people sober dancing. Like it's amazing. That's girl. That is Neve all day. You know what? I witnessed you dancing. You know, I think it was the retreat that we went to, or I mean, I don't, I don't, it may have been the static space, but I feel like it was the retreat that we went to yoga um uh yoga jam and I yeah I remember and I, you just it's just so, so natural for you it's beautiful oh, I love thank it you. That. <laughs> thank you okay so is there a health tip that you would like to share <laughs> you know what right now I've been having some issues with my gut and so, um, I, when I was a teenager, I was susceptible to ulcers because I was a victim of the naproxen situation with, you know, the horse pill that we took to really like paint cramps and pain and stuff like that. So, um, I got started getting ulcers early on, but you know, I haven't had that big of an issue with them until just like up to a month, like since for, for the last month and a half. I have like stomach aches every single day if I eat the wrong thing or if I do anything. So, but here's the thing. Everything gets processed through the gut. <laughs> uh, food, emotions, anxiety, like all that is processed in the gut. So gut health is really important right now for me. So, you know, like when we first hopped on, you know, when, when, we, hop, when we first hopped on, I was eating 
know, banana because that helps with ulcers. Um, it helps with gut health. And so just trying to be more conscious. And today I plan on just eating light just because um, yesterday I was just like stomach, stomach ache the whole day. Um, you know, I eat one wrong thing and that's it. And so, you know, gut being, you know, thinking about your gut health um, because that really can, you know, that really has a lot to do with your, with your mental and physical um, space that you're living in every day. I mean, like I said, everything is processed through your gut. Oh, I totally agree. Ayurveda is all about digestion. So yeah. Okay. And a life tip? Life tip. I say this all the time. This is the easiest thing for me to like, you know, explain to anyone trying to do anything amazing. And that is nothing is hard to do. It's just something to do. Love it. And last, lastly, um, since this is Becoming Love podcast, how do you become love every day? Love. I wake up. I remind myself why trials and tribulations exist as a challenge um, to my purpose and who I want to be for the world. And I remind myself of my challenge, of, of, of the duties I have ahead and the obstacles that could come and how, how well-intentioned people think they are um, or are and don't always match. It doesn't always match up with their actions, but grace is the biggest offering I can give anyone or anything. And, um, and yeah, altruism is the way to go. Um, do things without expectations and as a leader, okay, as a leader, I always want to make sure I'm pouring back into my people who are managing my processes and systems because that's how I, that's how my enterprise, my spiritual enterprise and my business enterprise can operate at optimal, you know, optimally. Yeah, I love what you said about grace. And, uh, you know, what I remind myself is everyone's doing the best they can with the consciousness they have. Yeah. So I can be gracious and compassionate because they they really are doing the best they can with what they got so um all right so where can people find you uh on social media yeah they can follow my business page at culture vegan c-l-t-r-e-v-g-n and just note the only thing missing from culture is you um and yeah that's how they can connect with me that is so awesome I was wondering about that. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's also a trending way to spell stuff right now. So, yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing vulnerably from your heart, which is the divine feminine energy. <sighs> thank so you. This was awesome. What a gift to hang out with love and share our passion for community, relationships, and life. I hope you were invigorated during the show to nurture your own mini cultures and communities. If you want to find love on Instagram, her account is queen underscore frequency. And her website for culture is www.com. 
C-L-T-R-E-V-G-N.com, which is culture vegan um, without some of the vowels. And then if you want to find me, I'm Everfree Spirit on Twitter and Instagram. My Facebook page and YouTube channel is Free Spirit Creatrix. I invite you to create a magical day full of love and community and connection. Bye for now. It looks like our time has come to an end. So until we meet again, I'm sending you love, my dear.